0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Hi everybody, it's good to be able to come and talk to you about the Bible in the news. Uh, When I saw that you were having a talk on that subject, one of the things I did was to look up the previous talk you'd had on it, uh, and to try and think how I could fit in with doing that. Uh, And in a way, I felt a bit like uh, one of the uh, quotations I've seen in the newspapers this week, uh, and that's from uh, an interview with Rory Bremner. Rory Bremmer, the impersonator, who, uh, in trying to do his live shows, uh, was talking about how difficult it is when the news keeps changing. Uh, In fact, I think he's been in a programme this week, uh, which that is a picture from, uh, where folks have tried to understand uh, the processes going on in his head. But he said, it's all whizzing round in my head and I don't quite know how to uh, how to handle it and how to deal with it. Well, I tried to stop those things whizzing round in my head a bit. I chose to speak uh, from the news for uh, not the week that's just finished, but the one before that. Uh, I had a, a bit of help with that because we were on holiday for the week uh, and it became a, a daily duty to go and buy... Uh, the Times and the Daily Mail for each of those days, having got that newspaper, to then go through it and to start cutting out the pieces I thought I might talk about. And, and as you can see, it could take quite a long time if we were to do that. So you'll, you'll see me pick out some headlines from the week ahead. Um, I hope it isn't too much like, have I got news for you. There'll be one or two bits that might feel a little bit like that. Um, But I haven't got as many jokes as Mr. Hislop and Mr. Merton to be able to to tell you. Uh, And what we want to do is open our Bibles and think about the news. To think about what the Bible has to tell us about the news as the week goes by. Uh, I want to look for answers, if you like, to the headlines to be able to to think about what those answers uh, were to say. Now it was quite a week for news, that week the 17th to the 23rd. My wife and I uh, went to the shops uh, one morning uh, and we heard on the radio the uh, unfamiliar sound of things in amongst the the music that we normally listen to of people saying we've all been called to go and wait outside number ten Downing Street for a big announcement, and we, like many others, perhaps wondered what the announcement was, and we were actually stood at the till in the co-op when another lady told us what the outcome was that there was going to be an election. So quite a busy week for news that particular week. In in fact, here's. Um, the way we're going to think about that in thinking about it to go with our Bibles so if I put on uh, a little chart uh, there is your previous talk about the Bible in the news and here's today's at the bottom of the chart uh, and in between some of the things that have happened we had the Commons vote about the uh, article 50 and our departure from uh, the Uh, common market, the EU, so uh, that's something that's got confirmed since you last had this topic on your programme. There is the Westminster Bridge terror attack, Uh, and down here in the week that I've used this one here, we've got the announcement of the election. And of course, yesterday, we had the EU talks about how Britain is going to leave and how all of that's going to be worked out. So again, another major week for news. And then later in the week, later this week, we'll have the local elections. And of course, looking ahead to June the 8th, June the 8th, which is the the date of our uh, national election, the House of Commons election. So if we're looking for themes for how the Bible might interact with our news. There's Brexit, of course. There's there's our departure from the EU and the common market. There's the election and the issues around terrorism, remembering the chap who was found with the knives the other day. There's the French election. And again, there's terrorism, isn't there, in the background of that, which is scaring people in France. And there's all of that stuff going on in the Middle East... I know that in the the newsletter that uh, my friends in Ormskirk, Christadelphians, have sent out, uh, one of the things that they asked that we talk about today is why the Middle East is always in the news and why why the world is constantly at war, how the world is shaping up for the return of Jesus, the second coming of Christ. So uh, we're going to think about some of those things. All the time there's the worry about... North Korea I see they've managed to uh, send up another damp squib and it didn't go off uh, but it's still worrying isn't it that one of these days they will get one of their rockets to work and uh, and it will cause a lot of trouble there's all those environmental issues the, uh, the issues about our planet and the way things are going downhill the way nature is going the way climate change is going and all of that There are issues about morality and health, about the way we behave and the way that that our society works these days for us to think about. I want to begin by repeating something that was said at that last talk ten weeks ago, the Bible in the news. And that's to make the point that the Bible has a special claim when it comes to the news and that is that it it talks about things that are ahead of us. The news is normally about the things that are happening now, and there might be some uh, predictions for the future, and we'll see one or two, but not in the way that the Bible does. So I want to point out from this, uh, this is Isaiah chapter 41, and I think Andrew Hale used that uh, when you had your previous talk. And it says... Uh, as if there is a, a court case going on as to whether the Lord God knows what's going to happen or, or whether man and the things that man worships, like um, idols and, and materialism and all that, help you understand. And this is what it says Present your case, says the Lord, bring forth your strong reasons, says the king of Jacob. Bring them forth and show us what will happen. Let them show the former things, what they were, that we may consider them, and the latter end of them. Or declare to us things to come. Show things that are to come hereafter, that we may know that you are gods. So the Lord God putting out a challenge about those things and whether they actually can be predicted by these other gods. Because the Bible certainly does predict things. Uh, A bit further on in the... prophet. Oh, no, it isn't a bit further on. Um, Here's an example of somebody predicting the future. Um, It's uh, young Mr. George Osborne. Uh, He's now the editor of The The Guardian and probably isn't very interested anymore. But here are some of his predictions. These are things that he said would happen during uh, the uh, time after a vote to come out of the EU, uh, and here is what really happened. And the Daily Mail says that he got six out of seven of them wrong. So, uh, yes, that's not a very good ratio, is it, in terms of uh, him as a prophet, if you like, who is trying to make predictions about things. Um, Here's another quotation from Isaiah. It says... Uh, Since I appoint the ancient people and things that are coming and shall come, let them show these to them. Do not be afraid if I not told you from that time and declared it. The Lord God says, I I know about the future. I can tell you about the future. Uh, Here's another example. You might recognize this gentleman, Mr. Miliband, who had a a stone made. I I suppose he wanted to tell us that his ideas were set in stone good solid things that you can rely upon however you'll probably know that he didn't win the election and he lost his job and he's no longer actively involved in politics so he disappeared like that Um, my slide has uh, that on the end of it the millstone around his neck that perhaps those became uh, and indeed that little bit there as well so, uh, yes, the, the pundits, the politicians make their predictions, but they don't always get worked out. By the way, I, I'm not a fan of the Labour Party, and I looked for Conservative Party material to match that and, and didn't find any. But here's again uh, the Lord God saying tell and bring forth your case, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God beside me, a just God and a Saviour. There is none beside me. Look to me, says the Lord God, and be saved all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. So if you want to know the answer, if you want to be rescued from the problems of the world, then turn to the Lord God, he says to us there um, sorry this is Labour Party again and I, so I couldn't find a conservative one Here, here's Jeremy Corbyn's pledges for uh, his thoughts on what government would be like if his party were in charge and again we wonder don't we about how uh, that might be delivered and how that might come to pass just one more of these I think from ancient times declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done the Bible predicts things it says what's going to happen and those things do indeed come to pass I know Andrew Hale last time particularly picked up words from the prophet Daniel in the Bible and made the point that it's the Lord God who's in charge of who goes into the government. Yes, people vote, but how the result comes out is in God's hands. Here you are. He removes kings and raises up kings, says Daniel chapter 2. And these words from Daniel chapter 4, with uh, that gentleman stood there. The decision is by the decree of the watchers, the, Sentenced by the word of the Holy Ones, uh, in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whoever He will and sets up over it the lowest of men. So it's up to God who gets into office, and though we may vote for it, the surprises keep coming, don't they? That uh, this gentleman is uh, now running the United States. I- I'm told this week in the papers that uh, he has found uh, it wasn't quite as easy as he thought it was going to be. Uh, he wishes he was back in uh, running his businesses because it's, uh, it's a tough job being president, he's been surprised to find out. So let's look at some headlines, some of these cuttings that we've got. Um, Kim cooked up nuclear cash in the suburbs. You might remember they found that the, the Korean government owned a, a house in a leafy London suburb uh, where they were trying to get money to do their job. Uh, Theresa May parked her battle tanks on Labour's lawn the way she was attacking their their activities. A, a high security net for the marathon. Uh, of course, after all the things that had happened in other places Uh, the authorities were nervous about that and Corbyn's office ruled by chaos Uh, reports that uh, his office isn't well organised and lockdown as France votes yes there was the the worry that when they went to the polls they would be attacked and there would be more terrorism so uh, a troubled world for us Open the, uh, the inside pages, there's reference to Mr. Trump again. I think it's either yesterday or today, he reaches 100 days in office and uh, there was that concern about what he might uh, have as his target to do in that sort of time. Uh, there's the ongoing terrorism in Afghanistan and 150 people losing their lives uh, in an attack there. Uh, plans, in, this is almost uh, have I got news for you, Mr. Mr. Trump is afraid of stairs apparently, he has bathophobia which is the fear of stairs, how he walks down the stairs from aircraft one I don't know but uh, he uh, apparently has that fear and for his forthcoming visit to England they wanted to, uh, to protect him from stairs uh, problems with dementia, problems of Corbyn and and May and the NHS again uh, and a report that it's the the wealthy people who've been bankrolling Brexit and the the pressures that have come under Brexit from that. Worries about health and Kellogg's and their uh, their sugar content of their products Uh, the secret of Kim's little house yes we had that uh, on the front page. Uh, motorists and, and the poison that there might be coming into your, your car uh, and uh, the troubles of pollution uh, and driving IS from its, uh, its places uh, being a concern too I grabbed a child in each arm, our boat was on its side that's a refugee story of course from the Mediterranean somewhere and the refugees were going past there was a march for science a march for science and uh, the idea of standing up for the facts that uh, that science brings to us. Acid, the new weapon of choice. Yes, uh, people are getting their knives detected. So now apparently they put a file of acid in their pockets to protect themselves. And France in a state of anxiety right on the end. So... One of the questions that uh, was asked in in your newsletter was, why is the world constantly at war? What is it that brings war to us all the time? Well, uh, those two characters shaping up to each other. uh, i managed to find out the result. You'll be pleased to know that Britain won in the battle against the Russian boxer. Um, But in thinking about when war comes from, uh, this is a quotation from the Bible, from the letter uh, that James wrote. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure, that war in your members? You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask, you Ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. So, man's search for pleasure, for power, for money is the sort of thing that drives uh, that war experience. You think about Mr. Kim and the way he wants to dominate the area around it and so on. So, let's try and answer one of the other questions. Why? the Middle East is always in the news. What is it about the Middle East that brings problems to us all the time? Again, some of the headlines from the uh, events that have taken place highlighting the the terrorism and the trouble that there's been. Uh, That Operation Dagger was an operation uh, by the authorities to deal with uh, 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 any potential chemical attack. Uh, And all these things that, that bring to us the the troubles of our world and and the things that are going on all the time. So what can we do? How can we get through all of this when we open our Bibles and try to understand what's going on? So here's a picture of a family tree, a family tree as the Bible portrays it. It may not be something that everyone can accept, but as we read our Bibles, as we read through the the pages of Genesis in particular, uh, this is the family tree that's drawn for us. That There is Abraham, who had uh, a son initially called Ishmael, who was the son of his handmaid, and she and uh, her son were dismissed from the family because the line was to come down the full bloodline through Isaac and then into Jacob and Israel. Again, in Jacob's case, Esau was not to follow the the line that led to Israel. He and his people, they were to have promises made by the Lord God but the Lord God's plan and purpose for his people was to come through Abraham, through Isaac and through Jacob as far as the, the Bible tells us. So it's the conflict between those elements of that family, between those who have formed the Arab nations and those who have continued the line of Israel that brings us that problem. Here's some words from the book of Deuteronomy, about that situation. Uh, It says to us, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you or choose you, because you were more in number than other peoples, for you were the least of all peoples. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage and from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt so those words about Israel are what the Bible declares about the relationship between Israel and the Lord God and and as we follow that on uh, we are told, therefore, know that the Lord, your God, He is God, the God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for thousands of generations with those who love him and keep His commandments, and He repays those who hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with them who, him who hates him, he will repay him to his face, and then comes a condition. The people of Israel were picked out. Their family was chosen by the Lord God to be a family he would support. But notice what it says. Therefore you shall keep the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which I command you today to observe them. They had a responsibility to play their part. To keep their part of the bargain and to follow the ways that God established for them. And what happened? Well, as we go further through the book of Deuteronomy, uh, we're given uh, the ultimate choice, if you like. We're told that the Lord God says uh, that through Moses I've set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and a curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. So there was a choice a choice between life and death a choice that the people of Israel were to make and to decide about. And those blessings and cursings are laid out later in Deuteronomy. Here's just a little extract for you Um, this is part of the curse of what would happen if things went wrong and sadly they did go wrong the Lord will bring a nation against you from afar from the end of the earth as swift as the eagle flies a nation whose language you will not understand a nation of fierce countenance which does not respect the elderly nor show favour to the young they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed they will not leave you grain nor new wine or oil the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you so that was one of the consequences of Israel not following God's ways of not obeying his commands and when we move on in history what happens well then a nation whose uh, symbol is the eagle there it is these uh, Roman soldiers Roman reenactment soldiers have got their eagle up here there's the, the symbol of the Roman power and that's what happened after the time of the Lord Jesus Christ in AD 70 and AD 135 they wiped out the Jews pretty much uh, they left just a few but scattered them all across Europe they shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout your land they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given you you will eat the fruit of your own body the flesh of your sons and daughters whom the Lord your God has given you in the siege and the desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you the Jewish historian Josephus records those events and indeed that sad end came about for the people there's some of the destruction that can be found as a result of all that the Lord will scatter you among all people says a verse a bit later on and from one end of the earth to the other And you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you, and you shall fear day and night, and have no assurance of life. In the morning you will say, "Oh that it were evening. And at evening you will say, Oh, that it were morning, because of the fear which terrifies your heart, and because of the sight which your eyes see. And there's overtones of the Holocaust, isn't it? Of the persecution that Jews underwent for so many years, until at the end of the Second World War, they were at last able to go back to their land again, as the the Bible has promised go I call heaven and earth to witness today against you I've set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life there was a headline in the Daily Mail I think it was that said choose life about uh, getting on with your life today and uh, having uh, made the most of your activities and we might say well did all that really take place was it really something that happened Uh, and one of the things I want to bring out for you is that uh, there are things that don't so often get reported in the news Uh, for example um, here's some archaeological remains, some bodies that were found in a place called Avaris Avaris is in the north of Egypt, it's in the area where the people of Israel were before the exodus Uh, and it appears that they are people who died suddenly who were put into mass graves and uh, were just left for dead like that Uh, it looks as if those are some of the ones who suffered the tenth plague the the plague on Egypt that happened at the time of Passover Uh, it's often been said no you can't find evidence that the people of Israel came into the land of Israel that they came across the door, the River Jordan uh, and, for example, destroyed jericho well here 's a picture of uh, archaeological work in jericho, and in recent months, recent years, people have found that, yes, there was destruction of Jericho. The walls do look as if they fell down, except for one bit, which has got uh, what was probably Rahab's house in it. And having discovered that, uh, archaeologists used to say, oh, but it's the wrong time, isn't the right time period? Well, those time periods have now been examined again and readjusted, and they do fall in the right time period. So it really did take place, as we say, not something perhaps that you'll always find in the news how the world is shaping up for the return of Christ that was the the third question in your newsletter so let's see if we can answer that we've certainly got famine, drought and disease and people are worrying about climate change and in terms of natural resources like fuel and, and coal and all those things those are struggling to keep up aren't they Um, The UK has celebrated in the last week or so the fact that it no longer is using coal to support its electricity network, but we need something to keep it going, and the sun and the wind are not always going to manage that. Uh, We have lots of natural disasters, things like earthquakes and floods and hurricanes and typhoons to think about and to worry about. And of course there's lots of wars going on. Uh, again thinking about headlines. This was uh, a headline uh, in the papers this week. Drought cast the, the shadow of death. Uh, and another one across the bottom there that says war children face uh, starvation in swamp refuge. Uh, so often... Yes, there is drought, and there is drought in Africa at the moment, and people going hungry. But in many of those countries, there's also warfare, there's also uh, political instability and, and trouble of other sorts going on that make those problems worse. So what does the, the Bible say about such things? This is Luke chapter 21. When you hear wars and commotions, don't be terrified uh, for these things must first come to pass but the end will not come immediately nation will rise against nation kingdom against kingdom there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences and there will be fearful uh, sights and great signs from heaven so yes it's going to be a troubled and, and difficult time it's going to be a time when there are all going to be all kinds of problems So as we think about this world shaping up for the return of Christ, well, uh, is Brexit something to do with that? Uh, Is the surprise that Mr. Trump got in something to do with that? And what about the French elections, the the Le Pen-Marcon battle that's now going to go on? Uh, And what about the situation in Turkey? You don't have a choice of president in Turkey, Mr. Erdogan, Uh, has uh, got people to vote for him so he can stay in office for uh, the foreseeable future what about the British elections will it be May or Corbyn will it be Kim or Trump who uh, dominates in that that dispute in uh, what feels like far off North Korea but uh, uh, is perhaps getting nearer all the time Uh, and what about uh, the disputes in Syria what about the 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 face off between Trump and Putin and Assad and so on. Well, remember that phrase from Daniel that said, The Most High rules in the kingdoms of men. The Lord God knows what's going to happen, He knows how these things are going to work out. Here's Luke chapter 21 again. Uh, let's, Let's just step back into the past. We talked about the Romans when you see the Jerusalem, surrounded by armies, know its desolation is near. Uh, That's a a reference back to uh, the time of the Romans, and this picture is from the Arch of Titus in in Rome, where it records the fact that the Jews were to uh, uh, be carried away out of their land. But also, uh, it says in Luke chapter 21, that they will fall by the edge of the sword, and be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Jerusalem isn't in the hand of non Jews anymore, it's in the hands of the Jews, of the Israelis. And what was going to happen around that time? Signs in the sun, moon, and stars and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory, and now when these things begin to happen, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. It's going to be a time of great trouble, but it leads to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to the earth nobody's ever quite sure whether the sea and the waves roaring in that are literal sea and waves roaring or whether it perhaps means the nations or something but nonetheless a time of great trouble and difficulty Uh, when those words get used in in Bible talks uh, we don't often talk about the, the bit that follows afterwards it says, uh, look at the fig tree. Uh, and the fig tree is a symbol of the people of Israel. Uh, and as you uh, look at that, the fig tree and all the trees, uh, perhaps it's talking about Israel and lots of other nations. What's going to happen? When they're already budding, you'll see and know that the, for yourself that the summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening know that the kingdom of God is near surely I say to you this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place heaven and earth may pass away but Jesus says my words will by no means pass away the, uh, the map that i put up there is the uh, commonwealth map you might call it it's all the places that uh, the United Kingdom used to rule over Now they're all independents, they've all got their independence. Uh, When I was a a lad and learning to give talks like this, one of my mentors in those days used to get us to stand when he gave a talk and unroll a a roll of wallpaper which had got all the names of all these places on it. Uh, He passed away a long time ago, but if he thought about the world now, if he was here to talk about the world now, He'd be looking at all those countries in the the Eastern Bloc that are now independent, that's now shown us the way to those things. But let's get a bit closer to home, as it were. Here's our friend Mr. Putin. What's the Bible got to say about him? Well, the quotation alongside him is from Ezekiel chapter 38. And it says... Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Mago, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God, I am against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Is that Mr. Putin? Meshach is probably around Moscow. Tobolsky is probably Tubal. And those names... Seem to point to the area of Russia, to a northern power above the people of Israel. And what's it say is going to happen to them? It says that they are going to be encouraged to come down into uh, the area around Israel. Persia and, well, that's Iran these days, isn't it? We would call it Ethiopia and Libya, all of them with shield and helmet, Goma and all its troops, the house of Tagama from the far north, and all its troops, many people with you. It sounds like a confederation of Russian states coming down onto the north of Israel. Here we are, prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be visited, in the latter years you will come back into the land brought back from the sword, gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. So that seems to be a reference to Israel, and to that power coming down towards Israel. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud. You and all your troops and many people with you. Uh, I listened to a a talk about this again through the web on something called um, Weekly World Watch WWW Weekly World Watch which you can look at Uh, and uh, the speaker on that Mr Andy Walton uh, said you know you can't have a bible passage that talks about aeroplanes and helicopters because people in those days wouldn't have known what it meant but coming like a cloud covering the land like a cloud well yes that could sound a bit like that sort of invasion Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you have you come to take a plunder have you gathered your army to take a a booty uh, to take away silver and gold to take away livestock and goods to take great plunder is that well Sheba and Didan that's Saudi Arabia that sort of area and who are Tarshish and the young lions well this uh, wartime poster uh, a call to enlist in the army in fact says the empire needs men uh, and then it says uh, Australia Canada India New Zealand and appeal to them uh, the young lions to come and help the old lion It seems to be a reference to the UK. The British Lions, the rugby team, we could think of, couldn't we? The badge that the England team wears with four rampant lions on, I think it is. Yes, it could be that sort of thing. So is it uh, people like Mrs May who are going to be saying, um, why are you coming to do this? Why are you coming to take a plunder? And does that mean that she needs to be Independent and closer to her young lions? Is that what Brexit is all about? Separating from European power to be able to do that? Perhaps so. That's the sort of thing that Bible prophecy experts think about. Here's another reference to those clouds and things. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to go, Thus says the Lord God. On the day when my people Israel dwell safely, won't you know it, when then you come out from your place out of the far north, and many peoples, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army, you will come against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land, and it shall be in the latter days I will bring you against my land, so the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you go before their eyes. So it seems to be telling us of a major war in the Middle East, of an attack on Israel by a northern power of a, another power, the power based around Saudi Arabia and around these young lions and so on, uh, and what's going to happen. My fury will show in my face, for I, in my jealousy, in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great earthquake in Israel so that the fish of the sea the birds of the air the beasts of the field all the things that creep on the earth and all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence the mountains shall be thrown down the steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground that's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ interfering and stopping that conflict going on and arriving to set up his kingdom So, uh, that problem, that conflict going on until the point where the Lord God has established his son as the king over all the earth. Why is the earth continually at war? Why is Mr. Kim involved in all that trouble? Why is he using uh, a leafy suburb to get his will done? nuclear clouds hanging over us in places that we still bizarrely aid to well maybe that's all part of the formula that brings about those conflicts that come when the Lord Jesus Christ needs to return to the earth it's a daunting prospect isn't it that idea that we might be back into nuclear conflict again the Bible seems to describe such a conflict that picture that's there in Zechariah chapter 14 of people's flesh dissolving, of their eyes melting in their sockets sounds like nuclear war but that chapter begins with uh, the battle for Jerusalem going on that will be at the centre of all of that Um, I want to Just just put in one little aside. When I started looking for the Bible in the news, when I started to look at that subject, one of the things I did was scan newspapers for the word Bible. Is there there a reference to the Bible in amongst all of that? And that was one of the headlines that came up, I'm sad to say. Um, It makes reference to uh, something which is about irony and comedy or whatever but it's a sad sort of world isn't it when that has to happen and I can't imagine that anything that was uh, saying that sort of thing about the Quran for example could possibly be allowed uh, there was that kind of headline where it was said that the um, church in this country was downgrading the historic and, or and biblical mind of the church to allow uh, that problem to, to be part of uh, the church uh, There was the statement made by the liberal leader about whether those things are right or not and indeed since I did my slides uh, another MP has had to step down because he uh, declared such things as being wicked and uh, uh, destructive to society and uh, and had to give up his job, perhaps that's why Mr. Farron had to make his declaration in order to keep his job uh, and Indeed, the Bible does say, as you read its pages, that there are folk who will not be in god's kingdom. Don't be deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor Thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. The bit I want to point out is, is what comes next, because it says, And such were some of you. So, amongst the members of the Corinthian church, there were people who had been involved in those activities in the past, but now were no longer involved in them. You were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. In amongst our troubled world and the the things that go on, we're warned by the Bible that in the time that comes at the end, the time as the return of the Lord Jesus Christ gets near, it's going to be a trouble and difficult world. Here's an example of that. The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. A bit later on it says likewise it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built until the day when Lot went out of Sodom and it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. I put up at the earlier point in the talk some things you won't see in the headlines and here's another headline that you probably won't see and that is that archaeologists likely in Rittmeyer, have found uh, the remains of Sodom and Gomorrah they've been previously looking in the wrong place but now in this Tel Hamam, they've found the burnt out ashes of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to demonstrate that those things did take place. Well, we need to bring our thoughts to a close. The uh, world in which we live is a, a difficult and, and violent place. There are all sorts of things happening around us that bring about uh, concerns for the future and, and what the world will be like. And we read from 2 Peter chapter 3 the the words of the apostle about the Situation in the world, how people will say, "Oh well, uh, isn't going to happen? This, it's it's not going to happen." Uh, there was uh, the opportunity to forget that God has intervened in the world before, in the case of the flood in Noah's day, in the the case of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. But that world is not forgotten about. The world. That we live in now which is in a terrible state again the Lord God is going to act he hasn't acted yet the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance the Lord God wants the last few folks to find the way out to find The path through being baptised and into uh, relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord God. Uh, Maybe he's still waiting. And and that's why these things haven't happened yet. It will be a tremendous upheaval. It will be a, a difficult and troubled time. And we'll leave you to read 2 Peter chapter 3 again for yourselves. But notice those words at the end. Beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away by the error of the wicked. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, Go to our website Ormskirt Christadelphians.org.uk.